Am I on? Glad you're here today. Um, one thing about the Holy Spirit and Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is not a respecter of persons. That means, right, the same Holy Spirit for everyone. Adults, children, and so when Jared came to us I, and he shared, I felt like the Lord gave me a word. I felt like, okay, we want a, the Holy Spirit. It's not junior Holy Spirit, right? And so I think that was awesome. So Jared gave a word, and then I looked over this morning, and I saw little Sophie over here. I don't know how, Sophie, but not even two yet, right? One something, and she's dancing like this. I thought, that's so cute that you could see the Holy Spirit moving on her. And so um, awesome day. Well, I have a question. Do you remember a time when you got really dirty? Like filthy dirty. Yeah, you remember time? I, I was thinking about that. I think I, what came to mind is a, story, uh, a memory when I was in middle school. I think I was in, I was in middle school and um, my cousin's grandfather on the other side, my cousin's grandfather, he had a small farm. And in his farm, they had a little grape vineyard. And so during the summer, they asked if we can help do some work on the farm. So our job was to pull what they called suckers right, on the, on the little vines. So suckers, they're, they're little branches, little shoots that grow on the main part of the vine, and they, they like to pull them off because they suck nutrients and they suck, you know, water, nutrients from the, the vine that they want to go towards the plant and to the grapes. So I remember we went out early in the morning, and it was hot. Like, it's, this is in Sacramento, and Sacra Sacramento could get hot. Like in the summer, I remember, there could be many days in a row where it's triple digits. So it was hot, and we were out there, and we were out there all day just pulling these suckers off the vine. And as we were pulling, I noticed there was this white powdery stuff all, all over the, the vines. And that was like sulfur. It's actually sulfur dioxide, and it's used to keep the mold away from the plants. And it was hot, and we were sweaty, and we got dirty, and we got this powdery stuff like all over, you know, all over our hands, all, all over us. And so I remember working all day. This is middle school, and you know how middle schoolers don't like to really take showers too much? Well, I remember after that day, getting home and just wanting to take a shower. And getting into that shower, filthy, grimy, sweaty, dirty, and just that water just pouring over me. And the feeling I had after the shower, it felt so good, right? You know, it felt, it felt clean. It felt so good to be in that shower and kick clean. You know, in the Bible, there was a man who was considered dirty, considered unclean, considered filthy, so much so that people thought he would make everyone else dirty if he touched them. He would make everyone else unclean. So he had to walk around shouting, I'm clean, 
unclean, get away, I'm dirty, unclean, unclean, to warn the people to stay away. But he experienced, he experienced being made clean by Jesus. So let's look at that today. We're going to look at this passage in Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. Let me read it to you. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can, make, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Okay, I'm sure many of you heard this story before, but this is a story about a leprous man. He had the disease of leprosy. And he came, it says, and knelt in front of Jesus and begged him to be healed. Now, leprosy, and back in biblical times, leprosy could include a variety of different skin diseases. And it could be, that could have been considered leprosy. But the priest, if the priest had determined that you had leprosy, you were considered unclean. You were considered dirty. First, physically. Physically, you had this disease that they considered, they thought to be highly contagious. So much so that if they would touch someone, that disease could pass from them to the other person. And so they had to live in isolation. They had to live quarantine. So they were considered unclean and dirty. It kind of reminded me as I was reading this again, right? It just reminded me of this whole COVID thing, right? People were so scared. And it's like, if someone had COVID, it's like, stay away. Because if they touch you or they're close to you, that disease, that dirtiness, that uncleanness could spread to you. And so everyone had to quarantine, right? Imagine, imagine if you had to quarantine your whole life until you were healed. Or unless you were healed, you had to quarantine your whole life. It was very interesting. As I was reading about leprosy back in biblical times, they said they had to stay at least six feet away from people, even family members. And then they said they believed leprosy was so atrocious, so deplorable, that if the wind was blowing... They had to stay at least 150 feet away from anyone. Okay? And so this man had leprosy. So physically, they considered him unclean. But spiritually, they also thought he was dirty. He was unclean. Because they equated leprosy as a sign and a symbol of sin. So they thought... They believed that this was a judgment on this man for the sins he had committed. And 
It brought terrible shame upon this man. And he couldn't participate in any of the community or spiritual activities. He couldn't go to the temple. He couldn't go to synagogue. He, had, he couldn't do any of those things. For us, he couldn't, couldn't be able to come to service. He couldn't join a small group. He couldn't be in disciple. He couldn't meet with people. Complete isolation because he was considered spiritually impure, unclean, dirty. Look at this passage from Leviticus chapter 13, 45 through 46. It says, the leprous person who has the disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head hang loose. In other words, they had to look messy, look dirty. And he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, unclean, unclean. He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. You know, according to Jewish laws, there were 61 known things or identified things through which you could become unclean or dirty. Leprosy was the second worst thing, only below a dead body. And so if you had leprosy, it was one of the worst. Aside from being dead, it was the dirtiest, most unclean, most impure, most filthiest thing that you could have. And so imagine this man, isolated from his family, isolated from community, isolated from any religious, spiritual activity, had to live by himself alone or with other leopards. Whenever he went outside, he had to yell, unclean, unclean. Some, some pastors or some historians believe they had to even ring a bell to warn people they were nearby and everyone would stay away from him. And this man heard about Jesus and he believed and he knew Jesus was his only hope. And so in verse 40, he says to Jesus, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me think. You know, as I study this and meditated on this, there are two very distinct perspectives that I think the Lord is trying to show us through this passage. The first perspective is this. If something is dirty and touches something clean, okay, something is dirty and touches something clean, then the dirty thing makes the clean thing dirty too. Right? So if something is dirty, it touches something clean, then the dirty thing makes that clean thing dirty as well. It's as if, like, let's say I had all this mud and guck and stuff on me, on my hands, and I went down here and I was like going to touch you, right? Exactly, right? As you're squirming away, screaming. You know, it's like the kids' game tag, right? You're it. Everyone's running away. Ah! get away, get away. And they're trying to chase. And if they touch you, you're it too. So that's the one perspective, right? If something's dirty, it touches something clean, 
then whatever that clean thing is, it gets dirty too. But in Jesus, we see a completely opposite view. The view is this. If something is clean, namely Jesus, only one clean, right? Only one without sin. God's son. If something is clean, namely Jesus, and it touches something dirty, then the clean thing will make the dirty thing clean too. It's completely opposite. Our human view, the worldly view, is if that something is dirty, stay away because it'll make you dirty too. But the power of the Lord, the power of Jesus, the power of who he was, it's like, no, Jesus is clean, and if you're dirty, if something is dirty, but Jesus touches that dirty thing, Jesus doesn't become dirty, that thing becomes clean. That thing becomes clean. Jesus brought a totally new truth. Everyone was afraid to touch or be touched by the man, the leprous man. He was unclean. He was dirty. He might contaminate me, but not Jesus. Not Jesus. Verse 41. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. Can you imagine that again? We got, again, a little taste of that with COVID. People were like, see each other, it's like, oh, do we hug, no, fist bump, oh, wave, right? Because we were afraid of touching. Imagine again, you were in quarantine years and decades. You had not had anyone touch you, physically touch you in all that time. And here's this man, goes up to Jesus. He says, Jesus if you're willing, you could make me well. You could make me clean. And Jesus, can you imagine? He starts reaching out his hand. Imagine the disciples. No, no, Jesus, you're going to become unclean. You're going to get dirty. Jesus is undaunted. He reaches out his hand and touches this man. Maybe for the first time in decades, the man is experiencing human touch. And Jesus touches the man. You know what? Jesus has compassion for those that are dirty. Jesus has compassion for those that feel dirty. Jesus has compassion for those who have gotten dirty or those that have done dirty things. Matthew 9 says this, 11 through 13. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Why does Jesus, why does your teacher hang around with dirty people? Doesn't he know that they're going to make him dirty too? But when he, Jesus, heard it, he said, those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, 
not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Translation, Jesus is saying this. Jesus calls the dirty because he wants to make them clean. The church is for dirty people. Not for those who think they are clean. Not for those who pretend to be clean. It's for people that admit and know and see, I'm dirty. Verse 42, instantly the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Jesus healed the man. Jesus made him clean. How did the man feel? What did the man experience? I told you the story at the beginning of when I was filthy, dirty, covered with sulfur, dirt, sweat, grime. And when I took that shower, oh man, just felt so clean afterwards. Imagine this leprous man. He felt that and a million times more. A million times more. Okay, boys and girls, I brought this experiment for you, okay? I have this experiment. Okay, this, this is us. This is Jesus, okay? Now, in our lives, because we were born of Adam, right, we have a sin nature, and because we have a sin nature, what do we do? We sin. Exactly, Jackson. Because we have a sin nature, we sin. Right? We lie. We cheat on our taxes. We say cruel and mean things and put people down. Right? We look at people of the opposite sex in a way we're not supposed to. We ignore God and not, do not honor him. We are all dirty. Or we're all dirty. There is no one clean, not even one. But when we see Jesus, put our faith in him, receive his forgiveness, receive his life and love, receive and we receive and ask Jesus to come into our life, he sends the Holy Spirit into our life. <laughs> I, think the, I think the adults like that more than the kids. And Jesus makes us clean. And you know what? You know what? Basically, we, are, we become clean inside. We become clean spiritually the way god sees us 
if you have Jesus, he sees you in Jesus, he sees you clean. And if you don't have Jesus, he sees you as you were. Still dirty. But he wants to make you clean. And you know what basically what the Christian life is? It's letting who we are, who we have been made on the inside clean show itself more and more on the outside. That's the Christian life. If you have Jesus, thank him every single day because you are clean, 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 clean. And whenever God looks at you, he sees a clean person in Christ. You don't have to ever be afraid or hide or run or feel shame because Jesus' blood covers you and you are clean. And if you do not have Jesus, believe in him. Put your faith in him. Receive him because he wants to make you Let's bow forward prayer. Jesus, thank you that you didn't come for the clean or people that think they're clean. You came for the dirty, the unclean, the impure, which is all of us. Jesus, thank you that you came for us, that you shed your blood for us. And by the power of your blood and your life, you make us clean. And so, God, we just acknowledge you. We say praise you. We love you. Because you have cleansed us. You have given us your life. And, Lord, I, we pray in Jesus' name that you would help us through your life, your love, your heart, also reach out, love those who need to be made clean too. Thank you, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for our online service. Hope you will join us in person sometime. It'll be great to see you and meet you. Don't forget to subscribe to our Catalyst YouTube channel so you don't miss out on anything. And be blessed this week. And as always, thank you, Jesus.